Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. This is Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. I am super excited about our interview today. I have a, an online client, Julia, here with us, and she's going to share her story with the Tummy Team and just her journey this far. She's still in the middle of a journey like, like most of us, and uh, I think it's going to be really inspiring for all of you guys to hear. So hi, Julia. Hey. Thank you for joining us. Can you tell um, our listeners a little bit, just a little bit about you? And how how you kind of came upon the tummy team and all of that. We'll sure, just start yeah. wherever. Um, so my current like major hat that I wear is mom. I have five kids. Ooh, uh, five. Yeah. <laughs> my oldest is ten. Um, and yeah, I met my husband in college, and we pretty soon after we graduated, we were just friends. We got married. We're like best friends. And then all of a sudden we realized we're in love and got married. And then he wanted to go to grad school in France. So we went to France and, um, I had my first baby there. So, um, I had this like intro to parenting and like mom life and mom bodies and everything in a foreign language. And I never knew what was going on. And I had this one American friend and she, who had also had babies and she was like, oh yeah, you know. I've got this diastasis from my pregnancy, but it's okay. I'll just get surgery someday and I'll probably just get a lymphoma section too. And so like, this is what I had in my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to fall apart. And um, that was my expectation. And so. At least you had heard the term. I mean, even though, mind you, maybe wasn't the most positive way to hear it. You at least had heard that term. Yeah. And I had this idea that pelvic floor physical therapy would be a thing because there they do rehab automatically. Yes. Um, and, but I moved back to the U S too soon. So I like went for like my first appointment and there we weren't able to really get much done and then mm-hmm. came back to the U S and then by the time I had my second baby, I was in really bad shape. Like I was Googling things, symptoms that I had and like really hoping nobody ever saw my search history. Oh no. And then discovering there's a whole world of people who have these symptoms. And it was all things from like weak core muscles. And um, what were some of those symptoms? Um, Like one of the things was just like the, a really bad swelling. Like my feet mm-hmm. held up terribly. And they had with my first pregnancy, but it was way worse with my second. Um, and then, um, I had some prolapse issues and, um, (laughs) one thing that was like one of the most humiliating moments of my life, but it's so funny that I share it. Um, (laughs) we were on vacation and I had a prolapse problem and I didn't know what it was. So we went to the ER in this tiny town in the middle of nowhere over Memorial day weekend. Mm -hmm. And they called in the one doctor that was supposed to be working at that hospital. And he did a pelvic exam. At that point I was fine again. Somehow I guess my body had just kind of like 
figured it out in the drive to, on the drive to the hospital. And he, I didn't realize this at the time, but he'd gotten food poisoning at his Memorial Day picnic. So he did my pelvic exam, walked out of the room and said to the nurse, well, now I'm going to go throw up. Oh, no. (laughs) I was so upset. And then like after the dust cleared and I was like not super scared that like something was wrong with my baby. I was like, oh, that wasn't about me. (laughs) But like, it's just so funny because so much of becoming a mom is like, yeah, very uncomfortable with your body. And exposed and like, yeah, this isn't my best version of myself, but here you get to look at it, strange person. Yeah. And and it's funny pulling out of my, my vaginal canal. <laughs> yeah. 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 One time toward the end of a pregnancy. Um I said, you know, it's funny because the day before you go to give birth, it's private parts. And when you show up at the hospital to have a baby, suddenly it's Grand Central Station. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's in there, everybody's looking. Yeah, we're but there's all, something we're... so human about it. Yeah, because it, it makes me realize you're so you're not this like creature that is separated from other people by your clothes and your cute outfits and your like which shoes you chose that day. Like, there's something so human about realizing that like everybody who has children since the history of the dawn of time has done this. Yeah, has um, done this vulnerable thing in front of people they don't know very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, have all of your babies been vaginal births? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds, did you have, uh, when did you figure out how to check yourself for a diastasis? So when I was pregnant with baby number three, mm-hmm. um, that it was like probably by 10 weeks pregnant, I was in so much pain. Back, Back front, everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and so, and while I, toward the end of my pregnancy with number two, I decided I was going to recarpet her bedroom myself oh. and pulled a muscle really badly, like in my abs or something. Mm-hmm. And so like now I've got an injury to deal with on top of that. That's never really healed. Um, and a friend knew about the tummy team. Thank heavens. I complained enough that somebody heard like why mm-hmm. nobody would just tell me, Hey, by the way, I noticed you're pregnant. Do you know about diastasis? Like, I wish somebody had just done that. Um, right. Which I do now. I'm that awkward person that like yeah. brings up that like, people are probably out. pretty grateful for. Yeah. You know, and if they don't need the information, no harm, no done, no foul. You know, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, they might need it someday. Um, if they do need the information, they will be grateful because there's not enough. There's not enough understanding of. Yes, this can and often does happen, this separation, but not just that, but what it means to your body. Like those muscles are supposed to hold you together. And when they're not holding you together, there are going to be repercussions. There is going to be back pain and, and intestinal problems and poor fetal alignment and exhaustion and poor posture. And then things are going to mess with your pelvis, your pelvic alignment, your your pelvic floor and you know all these things that we just kind of blow off they're all connected and it's not like the diastasis is the sole problem but is definitely it's definitely an indicator that there is a big problem and we always say the the bigger problem is that functional core weakness and it shows mm-hmm. up in that separation but if you're not treating the diastasis we're just you know you're just spinning your tires and not really going anywhere. Well, and I think like for me, the biggest thing that I would hope to help, like the other people would be 
Like, yeah, you look really silly when you talk to someone that isn't a very close friend and bring a pelvic floor out, like right. to another mom on the playground. <laughs> Maybe wouldn't quite do it at that point, but um, but I'm willing to look silly if it would save somebody else, like the emotional frustration and distress that I was in because I felt like I couldn't take care of my baby. Even with my first baby, for me, it mostly manifested as back pain because of mm-hmm. all those bending over to change diapers, like mm-hmm. wearing the car Not seat. having the support you need to do those things. Parenting is physically demanding. It really is. And and it comes at a time when You're your body is depleted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I had this friend who knew about tummy team and she, it turned out was a little bit of a like diastasis program junkie like she had talked to a lot of friends about it Uh and she was able to tell me like okay I know about the tummy team and then there's this other one and then there's this other thing but Uh the people that I know that have done the tummy team are the ones who seem to have the best results long term which was really great to have yeah noticed that well it's really good data um so I I did the tummy team did you do did you do core foundations or did you do, were you yeah, doing it while you were pregnant? Well, what did he do? I, I got a splint and I splinted uh-huh. the rest of the way through that pregnancy. This is like okay. seven years ago now. So it's hard to remember, but I splinted the rest of the way through that pregnancy. And that was enough to keep me comfortable. Uh-huh. Um, and then the, afterward I did core foundations. Yeah. But I was so like, I've been as a person, like very disconnected from my body. Um. It's funny because I used to want to be like pre-med. I was going to be a doctor. I thought bodies were so interesting, but it was all about illness. Like mm-hmm. I just thought of health as the absence of illness and like, okay, I'm going to hunt for germs and kill them. And that's what a doctor does. But I didn't have this good sense of like my body as a machine or like a working thing that had mm-hmm. interlocking parts that needed to work in tandem. And, um, I yeah, the wellness, the wellness and self-care component of it was like, yeah, it was only treating dysfunction instead of promoting wellness. Yeah. And even since I was a little kid, I just had like really bad allergies and eczema. And I think I really shut down a lot of the awareness of my body and was very coordinated. And mm-hmm. um, I think I probably had like some asthma and I'd get tired when I was exercising, you know, so it just kind of like blocked it all off. And I even got in a fight with my gym teacher once over whether or not I even needed a body. <laughs> he was like, you can't just be a brain in a chair. I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> so very disconnected. Yes. Yeah, really disconnected. So the first time I did, did the tummy team, it was a total disaster because I didn't give you the benefit of the doubt at all. And I didn't trust you. And so it was like, okay, well, you know, I know a lot about bodies. I know a lot about this and this should be, I can figure this out. So you like the, um, I think it was by week two with the like breathing out and holding it in, like just breathing out and supporting with those muscles. I was like, okay, well I can do this. I'm going to do it super hard. And I threw my back out breathing because I was clenching really hard. I started using other muscles because I wasn't connected to those at all. Right. um, It's it's not uncommon, you know, and, and for different reasons, sometimes the reason is people are so desperate and they feel like, oh, I can feel that muscle moving. A little is great. A lot is better. And they just dive in too much. And it's like, you know, these are structural muscles that, that don't need to be clenched all day long. That's not really the design that would be exhausting for the system. Right. Yeah. And it turned out later that I wasn't even using them at all. I was using the wrong muscles and clenching them really hard. And 
um, it was so interesting because I went on later and did floor of your core and the, the exercise where Jillian had, I don't know if yeah. Jillian's still the one on the, like what, but it was at that point Jillian had done the recordings where she has you like visualize the inside of your stomach and go around uh-huh. the shape of the inside of my stomach. If you had cut me across, like done a cross section and looked in from the top, it would have been the shape. Like if you put four circles together, that uh-huh. sort of inverted diamond that you get between them, uh-huh. that's all I had. So like all of those core muscles, like I didn't have any like mental awareness of them. And, and I had totally blown off the like stomach massage, the tummy massage. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is so new agey. Like, this is ridiculous. These physical therapy people, she's probably a chiropractor too. Like, right. Like totally like Western medicine. No. Right. And, but this is, and, and I had like wanted a water birth with a midwife, but I'm just right. like such a weird mix of like. Well, you know what? There's so many people that are like, they look for any reason not to rub their tummy. And I, and I am the first to say like, even, I don't even like to use the word, a lot of PTs use the word energy work. And um, I don't use that word because I feel like that does feel like a little bit voodoo, right? Voodoo magic. Um, But really our body is filled with energy, nerves and blood flow and all of that stuff. And when you think about how muscles work, you need nerves and you need blood flow and you need sensory feedback and you need to be able to feel a muscle, to be able to move a muscle and to be able to, to identify what you're even doing. Otherwise, you know, it's like, it's like calling a number that's never picking up the phone, you know, never picking up the phone. You're never going anywhere. And, and I mean, this has been a journey for me as well. When we first developed our course and I first started doing this work, I didn't do abdominal massage. That wasn't part of it. That's something I've learned along the way. Um, and, and now is like such a huge component of what we do. Like I, I can't even imagine us teaching this work without teaching people how to get increased blood flow to the muscles and increase neural feedback. And I try to not be new agey. I try to go. Yeah. Because I'm not no age by, by nature. I, I try to be very uh, medical in mm-hmm. telling you what is medically happening, what is anatomically happening, what is scientifically happening. Um, but sometimes touching your tummy just feels like the last thing you want to do. So there's no, there's no, no hearing that. All right. I'm, I'm excited to hear the next part of your journey. So keep going. Sorry that I interrupted. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I threw my back out breathing. Um, yeah. And then it was so funny, you know, I'm having all these problems, prolapse, diastasis, like severe pain in my front, like where the splitting was Mm -hmm. and I, and nobody has taken it seriously. And I go to the doctor and say, I have back pain. And I walk out with a prescription for physical therapy. And that was just such a, like, what are we doing to women here anyway? But that's, that's like, Mm -hmm. That's kind of separate. So I went to the physical therapy and um, supposedly it was somebody who would know her way around this stuff. And there was, there was an expert person in women's health at the hospital, but my insurance didn't cover it. So I went and figured, well, something's going to be better than nothing. And it was, um, they really didn't have any concept of just how disconnected I could be from those muscles. So they tried to have me doing sit-ups and, and thank heavens, like I remembered what not to do. So I would just argue with them. Like, I'm not doing this without some kind of support. So I'd be like, with all these like B 
beefy men doing like all these crazy things for like sports injuries. And there's me like with a towel binding my stomach as I like roll over so that I don't hurt anything. But I mostly didn't. And there were a couple times I pushed a little too far. But the so I walked away with a huge appreciation for I think it was by contrast and then I was like, oh my gosh, this Kelly Dean, she knows her stuff. Like <laughs> if I'm telling I've if me, if I'm telling the physical therapist what's going on with this muscle and that I shouldn't be doing this, and then I was right, there's something, she's got something there. And but the thing that they did that was like made it a big difference was they had me like I think I was sitting in a chair or like laying on my back and they'd have me lay on a blood pressure cuff and mm-hmm. try and tense and release the different muscles and see if I could change the pressure. Mm. And so I don't gave you some feedback. You needed some kind of feedback. Right. And that was one of the ways they gave you feedback. Yeah. And there was something else that they had me do like really like digging my thumbs in to try and feel my TA to see if I could feel it. Mm. It must have there must have been some spot where like it wouldn't have been my abs it really would have been my TA Mm -hmm. and that didn't really fix anything for me except in my mind and it made me realize what it felt like to be connected to a muscle that I hadn't been connected to before so that was like the first realization of just how much there was for me to go in learning how to connect to those muscles. So then I went back and did tummy team again and did floor of your core again. Now floor of your uh, core foundations again. You you do it, did it again. Was this after another baby or just, no, uh, just later? Just okay, just did and it again. Time and this time you believed me. <laughs> and I closed my diastasis. Because you, yeah, because you did, you followed the steps and you went slower. And well, you were I, a little gracious I don't think I even made it past week four. But it, know, it, but right? it worked. And it was, I mostly stuck with just like the breathing and the better mom postures. And I started to be really careful getting in and out of bed and how I sat and yeah. And it closed. And did you start noticing a difference in your other symptoms as well? As the diastasis closed, how was your back pain? Oh, it was, it was like, I felt like a new person. I had so much energy. In fact, I remember... Did I do this? Okay, so I did it again, and then I got pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And then I did, like, the pregnancy crash course, I think. So it kind of, like, bounced around between, mm-hmm. like, having babies. So I, I think this was after my last baby. But I was um, – or not my last – number four. Mm-hmm. I did it again, and I was, like, really investing the time in it that time. And I got all the way to the end that time. Because yeah. I just do, like, a refresher and go back through every, like, right. after every baby or whatever. But the time that I really was took it the most seriously was after number four. And I remember, like, walking down long hallways at work. And, like, okay, like, long, lean, lifted, zip up your wetsuit. Cool. And <laughs> I just remember feeling like I weighed less. Because yeah. the pressure was off of my wherever it had been. And right. I, so I started to just feel like really, like I had more energy. It was, so it was like a really, like in general, I went from just feeling kind of sore and achy and like something was always out of whack mm-hmm. and I have MJ problems. I had right. had surgery when I was a kid because of my jaw got stuck shut because oh, I would gosh. clench so much from stress. Mm-hmm. And that is like super exacerbated by bad posture mm-hmm. and um, even that was getting better. Like I had less, I have fewer problems with that when I've been really careful about like. Yeah, so you, you've you been kind of like on kind of a 
a little bit of a roller coaster journey, right? Because there is just, and we say this a lot is people, sometimes people start and then they stop and then they start again. And, and there, and, and I hope for people that they realize they can always come back. Sometimes you're not ready for all the information for, mm-hmm. for lots of reasons. Maybe there's a mental block there. Maybe you just have a lot of demands on your life with the, your family situation or your work situation, and you get enough information to help you feel better enough to keep going. And then, you know, gosh, when I'm ready for more, I know where to get more, you know? And, and I think that that's, that's okay. I mean, not everybody has this super linear journey. Um, I, I find it interesting that, you know, you were so um, adamant against some of the stuff I was teaching, but you still got another course. <laughs> and then you, you still, we still went with the floor of your core, even though you're like, I'm not sure about this. But oh, and I'm doing floor of my, your core the whole time. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? This is ridiculous. All right. I'll yeah. try it. And sure enough, I mean, it worked. I was so skeptical and just like not feeling it. And like, what? Like, imagine, but like at that point, I'm like, all right, like, this really a reluctant student you are. Um, Do you you think that, do you think that the reason that you were so skeptical was that you expected it to be different? You, did you have a different expectation of like, or was it because the things that we're asking you to do were really encouraging you to slow down and feel, and you were prepared to like work hard and, and get this fixed. And the, the, the approach is so different than that. do you think that, I mean, I've heard that from other people. That's why I'm asking. It's like, they came into it with like this mentality, like I'm going to work out, I can work out hard. And then, and then they're like, what? She wants me to change how I'm sitting. And she wants me to touch my tummy. I never want to touch my tummy again. You know, <laughs> like, you know, those things feel difficult and, uh, you know, in a different way than you're expecting. Yeah. I mean, like, if you think about the vast majority of my physical education, like how I learned about my body was through like phys ed in elementary school and high school, and middle school, you know, so if you, like, cause I think I took like one required phys ed class in college, you know, just like, and I'm not an athlete and I don't, that's it. That was my experience. And, um, it's always like run faster, jump higher, do more, do more, do more, catch up with the other kids, push it, push it, push it. Yeah. And, um, so, right. Like that's, that's how I was trained by like, right. Like that, that's how you get results with your body. Yeah. So when you guys were like, it's, it's, yeah, it's almost like I was, and I, I did, I knew so little about how muscles work. Mm, yeah. Right. So, so this idea like, okay, well, you know, you have to calm that one down. So it stops overriding this one so that you can even send a message to this one. Mm-hmm. Like that, that I think was so hard for me to even fathom at the beginning. And then I started right. Like the first time I listened through, it was like, I think I was just looking for like, what are the exercises? What do I got to do? What do I got to do to like win this? And then, um, right. And then like the second time was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to really follow all the steps here. Cause she's clearly got more to offer me than yeah. my, like the PT I went to and I really need to heal. And like, I'm pretty desperate. So I'll, I'll do it even if I don't 
think it makes any sense, but clearly right. like, and then right. the next time I'm like, all right, Kelly, bring it on. Tell me what's going <laughs> Tell me if I got a wrap. I'll do it. So, you're a true believer at the end. You'll do anything I tell you to do. Yeah. yeah. And it's still so weird about it sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it still will be like, oh man. Okay. Okay. Like, I don't really know why this is going to work, but whatever. Like, no, I, I, I totally, I totally resonate with you because when I, when I was first diagnosed with my diastasis, um, you know, and I had gone to a lot of places and nobody had checked me and, and I even thought about this as an option. And I was basically checked by, you know, accident. My sister-in-law, who's also a PT, checked me on the floor at Thanksgiving dinner at my, my in-laws. She's like, she watched me walking across the room. She had heard me complain about all these things. And she's like, I think you have a diastasis. And we went to the same PT school, same PT class. And I was like, gosh, this is like ringing a very dim bell in the back of my memory. Like we, we learned about this for about five seconds in PT school. And she checked me and she's like, holy smokes. And then everybody after that, that checked me was like, oh my gosh, it's the worst I've ever felt. Now I know, like I felt a lot of tummies. Mine is not the worst. It's just nobody's checking anybody. So they don't know what's out there because nobody's checking anybody. Um, but mine was severe. And, um, and I was told by, you know, doctor and PT and all these people that I really respected over and over that there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do. And I literally was saving for plastic surgery when um, a girlfriend told me uh, who I, I checked all my girlfriends and they all had diastasis too. And most of them had five, six finger wide diastasis as well. Right. And so we kind of, one of my girlfriends said to me, you know, there's, there's this Julie Tupler in New York city that, um, she has a program and I think she, she can help you. And I remember watching some of Julie's stuff initially and being incredibly skeptical because I was like, I know you can't spot reduce an area. You can't just like exercise one muscle and lose your belly and, and all of this stuff. And, and unfortunately some of her marketing was very much, it is lose your mummy tummy. And that, that, that it resonates with a lot of people that want to lose their tummy, but it didn't resonate with me as a physical therapist, how I knew the body worked. But so I was like poking holes in everything. I was like, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Um, and especially when I was told, don't do the sit-ups that you've done your whole life when you've had a strong core before you had kids and you did sit-ups then, why can't I do them now? Why is that now all of a sudden the thing that's not going to work? But when I, when I stopped being so skeptical and I was like, okay, well, clearly what I'm doing is not working and there's nobody else that has any other resources. And this person is saying these things. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to see what happens. And stopping doing the crunches took me from a six to a three finger diastasis. Just stopping doing what I thought I needed to be doing. And then I was like, wait a second, you know, and then doing the belly breast, I lost just doing belly breast with basic transverse hold. I lost three inches off my waist. And I was like, wait a second, because I was pushing out of my tummy and my organs were hanging out. And, and it was like, I was like, what is happening here? And then I started really looking at where is that muscle? What are we doing here? Like, getting deeper in because her training is like a childbirth educator and a nurse and I'm a physical therapist. So, I mean, I have a different background. And so I really started digging into what is happening. 
How are these things connected? And that started my journey. But I started with just the same skepticism. So mm-hmm. I I know it when people come to me and they're like, well, especially people that are working out hard and doing a, or have been to a lot of PTs um, or have tried a lot of other um, core, you know, diastasis yeah. programs and, and they come to me and I start telling them stuff and they just want to poke holes in everything, not because they're trying to attack me personally or my approach personally, but because they need to defend the work they've done. They need to, to, to feel validated that they have been working really hard. And the first thing I usually say is you've been really working hard. You've been working hard. You've been searching for the right answers and not all the stuff you're doing is the the wrong stuff, but there's a few things that you're missing. And those few things will make the things you're doing that are good work even better for you. And, Mm. you know, and it's just like, and, and I finally have to get to the point where when, when we're having this argument, I have to say, okay, I'm not going to, you don't have to do anything I'm saying, but I do want to ask you, why did you reach out? (laughs) Like, what were you looking for? If what you're doing is working, why are you even on my website? Clearly what you're doing is not working. That is why you were looking for something else. So let's look at what you're doing and what's different about what we're doing and see where the missing puzzle pieces are and how we can fit that together. You know, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it, it does take people a while to kind of let go and realize, ah, oh, and, and I always say you did all, all the things you did, you did for the right reasons. They might not have been the right things. I did a lot of things for the right reasons that were the wrong things. I ran a half mar- marathon trying to get my body in shape. And I am so lucky I didn't have like a full on pelvic organ prolapse because mm-hmm. after that half marathon, my whole body really fell apart. I pushed it too hard, you know. And, and, but that's what, that's what we're taught in our culture, right? We're taught to, you know, start with a 5k, then go, you know, do yeah. that half marathon with your girlfriends. It's girlfriend's half marathon. Let's do that. I had so many you know? people, well, not so many people, but just a couple of very vocal people, um, trying to push me into doing more crunches after my first baby. Um, a certain mother-in-law who will not be named, um, <laughs> the only one I have. Um, no, she like really cared and she was really worried about me and she's incredibly fit. And so she's right. like, come on, come on, I'll do crunches with you. Let's do sit-ups. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's going to help. Okay. <laughs> like I couldn't even do a sit-up. And then when yeah. I did, like I'd be in so much pain. And so I mean, people really wanted to help, but that was all that our, right? Like that's all our like mainstream has to offer. Right. Right. And, and, and once you get that education about, you know, how the abdominal muscles work and where those muscles are and what is the function of those muscles and how is upright and elongated actually have the design of those muscles versus doing exercises that make us more collapsed and more rounded and more bulging. How is that going to flatten our tummy? I don't, you know, it does strengthen the outer muscle. It does shorten the outer muscle, but it, when you have that muscle imbalance, it bulges the belly every time. We all know we've all done a sit up and our stomach doesn't get flatter in the middle of the sit up. It bulges out. It's mm-hmm. like, so it doesn't take much for us to think, but it's hard when we see these very fit, flat tummy people that they, this is what they've done to get there. Um, it's hard to, 
to think, okay, but there's other things going on here. There's, you know, and maybe what I could do as a 20 year old before I had kids is different than what I can do as a 38 year old after, you know, three babies and five miscarriages, you know? Actually, I think that that is one of the things that really kept me with the tummy team programs is that it wasn't that emphasis on lose the mommy tummy. Like I've always had like the, what is it? They call it like, um, now with all the like reclaim women's bodies, it's like, oh, you have a visible, like visibly you have a uterus that's pushing against your abdominal wall, like mm-hmm. that little teeny tiny bump under your belly button. Right. But of course, like as a preteen, yeah, um, you're like, oh, oh like fat. I had a fat belly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like owned that. Now I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, right. If we, can only, it's all, if we could only be that fat again, right? <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah. But you know what? I wouldn't because I've learned so much and I'm so much more confident in who I am. I would not yeah. go back. Yeah. Um, well, and it's just, I, I do think that um, we have a distorted view of what what women's bodies should look like, but also how they should function. And, but at the same time, I never tell anybody that it is pure vanity to want to flatten Mm -hmm. your tummy or strengthen your core or look better in that dress or fit into clothes that you want to, like, I understand that sometimes feeling good in your body is, isn't so important. Um, I just want it to be more about how people feel and how they function than how they look and what size they are. Because I have seen a lot of incredibly tiny, thin, ultra thin people that are not functioning well. And, and they, at the same time as, you know, the two ends of the spectrum, people that are very lean and people that are overweight get totally dismissed. Their symptoms get dismissed. You're lean. Oh, but you're skinny. Oh, so they can live in pain and wet their pants all the time because they're skinny or the people that are overweight oh you need to leave, lose 50 pounds before we do anything yeah, and how are you gonna lose 50 pounds if you can't walk because your back hurts right and and because they have extra weight does that mean they don't have muscles that support their spine they still have muscles that need to support their spine and their organs yeah and we need to work on those muscles and yeah and I think that that's like that's really what like that that was it that was like what I what like kept me coming back was that it was this place where it wasn't about like get super fit look the best it wasn't about that like this is for this is for athletes right Right. like and I've seen other exercise programs or fitness programs or whatever and all the people that are the examples are like right like those they're just athletes and I'm not an athlete Mm -hmm. and so so I like that there's space for like, this is about a real person being healthy. It's not about somebody and like, you're an athlete. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. you're an anti-athlete, but there's right. space for normal people to be yeah. healthy. Yeah. And then every shape and size, every, yeah. every stage and, and, you know, in every season, like there have been times and you can see it. Like I filmed courses over the course of the last 12 years and you can see times when I'm heavier and times when I'm leaner and times when I'm heavier and times when I'm leaner, I'm strong in all of those seasons. But there are just, there's times where like different seasons of your life where you're in a different space, but your body still has to work for you and work in the midst of that. And so I think that um, as self-conscious as it can be to, to put yourself on, on video on mm-hmm. online, you know, um, I think it's important for people to see a lot of different shapes and sizes of bodies and still have strong 
functioning, you know, bodies that are not, your back's not going out. You're not wetting your pants. You're not having to get prolapse surgery. You know, we, we can, can address those issues, right? Yeah. I think another um, thing that was like, that really helped me, like there was the piece where I needed to understand how to be aware of my muscles, but there was another piece where I didn't know that I deserved to be strong and Mm -hmm. that, that it was like, yeah, I'm, I mean, self-care, like self-care, I just think is depressing half the time because, oh, okay. So I'm going to go sit for an hour in the bathtub and then my children are magically going to know how to read. Like I'm a homeschooling mom. <laughs> like this this hour in the bathtub is not going to erase all day of, you know, parenting kids with, I have really quirky kids with a lot. They're very needy, like high intensity kids and like a little bit of self-care is not, it's just it makes it worse. Cause it's like, I know this isn't going to fill my bucket, but hearing that me taking care of my body and being strong is so that I can hold my grandkids someday. Right. It's, so it's I an can... investment in your future self. Yeah. And, and it's because that's how to do my job. Well, is to be right. healthy. And, and the- it's also, it's also how we show our children how to take care of themselves mm-hmm. in the future, right? They're watching us. They're watching how, um, you know, what we're doing. And it's interesting how many of my, my kids' friends will say, I'm never having kids. I never want to have kids because they, they're, they feel like, they feel like their parent, their moms have no life and are miserable. Because they're just, you know, and I'm like, that is not what we want our kids to think. You know, we want them to see like, yes, we take care of ourselves because we're important. They're important. I'm taking care of myself so I can be. And as the kids get older, I say this a lot. You know, my physical health helps my emotional, you know, uh, availability. And as we get older, I need to be emotionally available. And when I'm physically exhausted, I am not emotionally available. When you're, when the kids are younger, you need to be physically available, somewhat emotionally, but mostly physically available, right? But as they get older, there's, you need to be emotionally available, available, and those things need to mesh, mesh together. And I think that Self-care can sometimes turn into that new agey world word as well. But what if it was just knowing how to self-treat? Like your body, it has communicated, even though you've been numb and disconnected at times, the back pain is communicating to you, the pelvic floor symptoms communicated, the abdominal pain communicated to you. Your body has been told you many times, this is too much. Please give me some alternatives. You know, and what if you had the resources to give your body the alternatives and then you use those resources. That's what I want people to get, right? And not a list of things to do, but options and awareness and you know, this 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 empowerment that things don't have to be this way. You don't have to just survive and power through and be miserable, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think that's really like that's what I was getting out of it. And honestly, like it did as much for me emotionally as it did for me physically, maybe even more. I think to go from, to go from 
feeling like my body was something that I didn't even want because it was itchy all the time mm-hmm. or like something that I couldn't control because I was really uncoordinated and mm-hmm. something that just kept getting me hurt because I would like bump into stuff and I was klutzy to go from that and feeling like, yeah, like, like my body was just an annoyance basically to like, okay, like I know how to drive this car. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that even, and like, yeah, I still like, it, it totally is a roller coaster. I get hyperemesis with my pregnancies. So um, every pregnancy is like diastasis city and prolapse everywhere. And because I, yeah. I mean, I just vomit so much that. Yeah. It's yeah. Vom- that, yeah, that nonstop vomiting is a hard, it's a hard river to swim up against, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but you know what, you know what you can do the best you can do. Like, it's not like you're, completely unaware it's not like you can't splint as much as you can tolerate it's not like you can't you know at least sit better and do some belly breaths do some transverse work what are the things that you would say you know all over the several courses you've taken over the years of kind of being aware and being a part of the tummy team community if you had to pick like two or three things that you like are consistent with that have like kind of burrowed into your like lifestyle what are those things okay the sexy slide Yay. I do without even thinking yeah um and you know I'm really spotty on I think I'm pretty good at like when I sit down making mm-hmm. sure that I'm not like totally slouched right so um, do you still keep up with any of the stretches? Do you do the belly breast? Do you do you just think about elongating? Do you do the abdominal massage? Um, not in this season. I haven't been. Mm-hmm. But like, our life is so busy, and I feel like it's on a shelf, but it's there when I am ready for it. Right. So like, I did the mem- membership to like have mm-hmm. access to all this stuff. I did it, I don't know, in January or something of this year. Mm-hmm. I think it's like probably just about to expire. And I did like two weeks worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I really need to like have more time to do this. <laughs> but you do and you don't because this is the thing that people don't realize. Like sometimes I ask this question and people are like, oh, I've got these five things I do. And sometimes I ask this question and they answer it like you do. And what they don't realize is some things have changed, like how you sit in the car, like, or how you get in out of bed or, you know, how you use the toilet or how you breathe and exhale when you lift up the the baby. You know, there's things that are hard to unlearn. Like (laughs) you probably, there were stuff that you were doing that pushed out on your belly and pushed down on your pelvic floor over and over and over again. And now that you don't do those things, you don't even realize that you don't do them because you don't do those things. Yeah. And so that's not the series of exercises in the end. It's the overall awareness of how your body moves together. That is helpful. Yeah. I think it's not like, I would say the format that it's in for me, at least like, I, I don't know that I would want to just pick it up and be like, that video. I'm going to watch that five minute video. And that's going to be like my refresher. Like right. I feel like it's been long enough since I've done it that I want to like 
dive in again and like see what new things I get out of it. And so it just, I was, it was like a terrible time with like our work schedules mm-hmm. when I tried it. And so I like put it on the calendar for, to do it again. Yeah. Um, my husband's going on sabbatical starting on Wednesday. Yay. And so I'm going to get like a little bit of extra time. And then I'm going to like take, like, it's a season where I'll have a time to like, yeah, I just, I tell people just put it on your calendar, like an appointment and you watch, you watch a series of the videos and then you do the homework, just like you were in the course again. And, and it's interesting because every time um, you go through it, you hear something different because you're in a different season. Mm-hmm. Um, something that like really resonated before to you, you might you're like, oh yeah, I know that. But, oh, this part is something very different. I even sometimes go back because I periodically review things when I'm sending stuff out. To, for people to watch or, or if I need to update something and I'll review stuff and I'll always think, wow, I didn't even know I knew that stuff. Like <laughs> six years ago when I filmed that video, like I thought that, like, I just learned that, but no, I knew that. I was like, I, that's well done. <laughs> you know? Like, because I think, oh yeah, that, that really tells people what, what is going on. So yeah, yeah there's just yeah. so much there. And I think it's like, yeah, there's, I definitely get something different out of it every time I do it. And so, yeah, there's like seasons where, okay, I'm going to do the breathing and I'm going to work. Like, I'm going to just trust that my posture is enough. And so like this spring I thought was going to be a season of like, I'm going to do the course again. And it wasn't, but that I didn't need it to be like, I felt powerful and like in control of my healing and health with just like default. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then it's like, okay, well, yeah. And then when I've got like more time, I'm going to like try it again. And then I'll have like one other thing that I add to my like right. subconscious. I automatically do this. And so it's like, yeah. it's cool. Cause it's like, yes, I did it. And I fixed my diastasis, but actually it's also part of like a long-term like stay healthy. Yeah. Mentality. Lab. It's a mentality. Yeah. Yeah. About, about not going back into that default of disconnect and just powering through and hoping for the best. You know, I think if anything, just getting the connection out of it and the ownership of your body and that power that you've set talked about, I think that's, you know, that's a big part of your journey. If you, if you were to tell your. Oh, wait, hang on. Before you ask another question, let me clarify something that we were just talking about. That being said, Uh like that, oh yeah, this wasn't really a season where I had time to do the course again. And you said, well, there was stuff that stuck with you. Even though it was a season where I didn't have time to do the course again, I closed my diastasis from the last pregnancy by just what I already knew to do. And right. two weeks of doing a couple of the exercises here and there. So like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm acting like- And you know, after like, vomiting throughout your whole pregnancy, I, right? I, mean, I gained like 20 pounds in six weeks from um, yeah. the medicine that I was on. And my, my body was in such terrible shape. And, and you still were able to to close your diastasis. Yeah, just from doing the things that, that and, and listen to me. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really do anything. I didn't learn anything. Can't remember what I do. I think I sit right. <laughs> but it's really like, it's, yeah, there's stuff that stuck with me. And then these little tiny refreshers are enough to really keep me going. And then the big refreshers are like, oh, here's a big boost of confidence and yeah, yeah healing. Yeah. If you, if you had to go back and tell your younger self something that you know now, um, this is like the, the final question that I ask people. If like, if you could tell people one thing that you've learned that you wish you knew, like maybe when you were pregnant the first time, 
you know, or, or when, before you even got pregnant or after your first delivery, you know, what, what piece of information do you wish you had known and implemented earlier? I mean, I think if I had known about TA holds and TA yeah. stuff, that would have made a really big difference. It's a massive muscle, the transverse abdominis, and we hear next to nothing about it. Yeah. It's one of the biggest muscles in their body. And it holds, it connects your your spine and your pelvis and your rib cage and your organs in place. And I I don't even remember hearing about it in PT school. I don't. I don't even remember learning anything about that muscle in PT school. I may be wrong, but it just, it does not. I mean, I got an A plus in anatomy and physiology (laughs) and I don't remember it. So, you know, that says something, right? So, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. I think that it's, it's fun to hear different people's journey. I, it makes me laugh, but I also um, I totally resonate with the whole skepticism and the whole eye rolling of, oh my goodness, what is she telling me? And I don't want to do that. And that's not going to work. And, you know, all of that. And I, I, I appreciate your candor in that. <laughs> and I can laugh at it because I, I, I totally have that rebellious personality myself. <laughs> yep. Well, it's but, like, I think it just tells you like, I don't know. I think. I feel like it's worth sharing because people like other people that might feel that way. Like I would want to encourage them to like, just give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Let's try it. I I try to tell everybody, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. We have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of success stories. Just trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And, um, and, and it's so hard because it's hard to hope. It's hard to hope mm-hmm. when everybody's told you nothing's going to work. It's hard to hope, but I try to temper it with not just blind trust, but educated trust. Like the education is a c- huge component of it, but sometimes we know enough to know that we don't want to know something else until we need to know it, you know, but we got you there. You're there. Look at what you're doing. So <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining me, Julia. It was fun. Thank you for having me. It was so fun to chat with you. Yeah. All right, everybody. If you are interested in what we do at the Tummy Team, if you are skeptical about online programs and all of that stuff, just like Julia was, you know, we're up for the challenge. We would love to help you. (laughs) We would love to help you. So check out what we do at thetummyteam.com. We have online courses. You can work with me one-on-one in e-sessions, but we're here to not only help you heal a diastasis, but reconnect your body and be strong for the life you're meant to live. And we would love to help you with that. So we will talk to you next time. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live.